Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you're at. Uh, a few announcements before we get into today's episode. Uh, I wanted to announce something that's pretty cool that's happening in our community, and that's our very own Amy Chin Mills Nam. You've seen her on several of our 3PGC webinars, but she is actually running for county supervisor office in our area. That's what we're talking about when we say amazing people out there doing some amazing things. If you don't know Amy, her father was Dr. Roger Mills, who started the Modelo Project, and then from there, Coliseum Gardens and other community-driven projects that really, really touch to the heart of what this understanding can do as it pertains to ending human suffering. A few other cool announcements out there I want you to talk about. Uh, Letters to Sid is still going. We had a great turnout for Volume 2, and we will be doing Volume 3, March 31st, 8 a.m. Pacific. An amazing time to show your gratitude for this understanding. And also, I just want to talk about an upcoming resource that I have, Speak and Be Heard. And this course came about as an opportunity to help everyone, once they get this understanding, how to show up and put it out in the world as it pertains to public speaking. So we are finding our voices, we are practicing our public speaking, and we're just sharing. I hope you can join me. For information on that event, you can go out to my website. That is all the announcements before this week's episode. I hope you are having the day you deserve. And without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is very passionate about sharing a deeper understanding of thought and how it shifts the way one may see their life. Awareness of our thoughts can lead to a life-changing insight and immediate transformation. She believes that truth resides within each person, and her hope is to help people point in that direction to their, I'm sorry, her hope is to help point people in that direction of their own inner wisdom, creating betterment in all areas of living life. The juice for her is always in the deep connection with people experience within themselves, the ahas or the ripple effect that follow, and the ripple effect that follows. No matter what area of life you may like to move or shift, your inner essence is always guiding you. She saw this for herself on Salt Spring Island, where she attended a conference and learned that thought creates feelings. It's that simple. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today from Kind Mind Academy, she is definitely a fresh face fresh voice that you should know kelly mabel kelly! <laughs> oh my god when you sit back and listen you think is that me 
<laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But it's all, I would say only a piece. So I'm going to ask you if there is anything in your mind or any way that you would better, you know, describe yourself. Uh, if so, go ahead. You know, I, I, I use terms like passionate, but how would you describe Kelly? Maybe that's a better intro. Well, I guess a piece of it is what I'm going to say right now, which is um, first the, the place where I honor other and this experience and you and thank you for asking me to share and be a part of your amazing offering with 3BGC and the podcast. Um, yeah, I think that I think the conversation begins with the the fact that I see other people and I see um, so much love and so much um, opportunity, possibility uh, for people to um, see more and open themselves up. And the the experience of, you know, being a human on in this world, like Kelly, Kelly, the real Kelly is the play is a girl that like, just wants to grab hold of everything out there. And, you know, at, and, and the story is a bit about running at first, you know, but now it looks like, yeah, I want to go, I want to fly, I want to grab that magic carpet. And I want to see and experience other people in different worlds, you know, seeing different experiences. And more, more off, really seeing where their seeing is, where in their mind that they actually see who they are, you know, the depth of who they really are. Because we can spend a lot of time, I can spend, I spent a lot of time seeing something that was just so unreal. This wasn't even me. And I was believing it. <laughs> Go. So let's do this. Hold on. Here we go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today loves being alive and waking others up to being alive. Welcome, Kelly Mabel. Now that's so much better. I I like that part. I like that. That was you. Like I like that part. You know. That's why I really don't even like my bio sometimes being read because it's like, yeah, that's the stuff I did. But man just from that to now i've gained much more love and appreciation for life i I, probably, I would have to add a sentence to my bio every day every hour almost to kind of keep talking or or talking about this this joy and this peace uh but you you said something and and talking about yourself that that stuck out to me you said a bit of the story was about running um that that kind of rung out to me so let's let's get into it let's run backwards though <laughs> take me back to to little kelly and what you meant when you were saying uh running yeah actually when you said little kelly um i uh, i my my first thing i think of i've actually named her her name is ginger she's okay. as fiery as the day is long <laughs> and uh yeah she definitely had a large um voice when I was younger and um, and the running piece was you know uh, we all have a place we all have a had a home we all were brought up in some way some form with some guidance and you know mine was um, not uh, dissimilar to a lot of other people I had I had two parents and they were doing the best they could and there were some experiences in my home that the running piece began 
and I would run to the closet or I would run away and hide or I'd run to my girlfriends uh, when there was some disrupt or discord in the in the family home. And it wasn't always, but when it was, something in me, um, you know, really believed that it was my fault. And so not wanting to accept those feelings, I'd run. And the running, um, it actually took physical form. It took physical form. There was, uh, you know, running away from the feelings of uh, the experience at the time. And, and then, uh, you know, moving through my life, I realized that I would run from a lot of experiences that, you know, scared me or didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel the peace or the love in an experience. And I got known in high school as uh, the good girl in the bad group because, you know, I was always out when anything <laughs> bad was about to happen, you know, back in the day when we were little hoodlums, you know, we would go in to do things. I'd be like, you're going to do what? <laughs> Uh, I'm out of here, man. Uh, and I find myself, you know, uh, jumping ship for sure. And uh, and I took a, a, a rap about that because, you know, I wasn't one of them. You know, I wasn't one uh, of the, one of the, you know, the gang. But uh, there was something in me, and that was that probably was wisdom saying, yeah, I can go so far, but my wisdom says, you know, you can't go there. Uh, yeah, that's so the, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have some experience with that. <laughs> yes, you know I do, but it's so funny because I I remember being very squirmish as a gang member. Like I would do the little gang stuff, but I wasn't for the big gang stuff. Like you know, I was all on board for what we were saying, low level gang activity. But I never wanted to be the guy, though. If that makes sense, I never wanted to be king, the, the you know the 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 biggest drug dealer or the big. I never wanted to be that guy. I, I you know. It was always the squirmish feeling about it. And it, like you said, it must have been been wisdom. Um, like, uh, no, we don't want that. Stop it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's so funny. Now you so you do that for a while. You go through the running, right? Yeah. And we have now I do know a little bit about you. We career-wise, right? Yeah. Did you run career-wise? Like how how did it <laughs> Well, the, the running manifested into the physical form where I actually became a runner, a marathoner. And mm -hmm. that was a great way to get out, um, you know, some of those fears, some of those insecurities, because I'd find myself, you know, cranky pants getting up in the morning with my thinking and attitude. And then I would like go out for a run and I come back. Hi, honey. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, once I found relationships and things and that was now categorized run for me. Yeah. How far are you talking when you say I go out for a run? Yeah, it began with just actually it's funny. Um, my parents went through a divorce and, and we moved from Toronto uh, to um, British Columbia. And my stepdad, my mom and I used to get up. They would bang their foot on the floor. Bang, bang, bang. And I'd be like, oh, OK, quarter to six. And I'd throw my running gear on and the three of us would get out to the track and, and we would do a physical run. And it was fabulous because it was a family thing. And, and so we started with 5K and then my mom broke her leg. So we moved on to different running. And then I just couldn't couldn't see myself not running. So that went into, you know, marathoning, full marathons. So 5K, 10K and then full marathons. So 20, the running, the running two miles. Yeah. 20, you ran 26.2 miles on purpose a couple yeah. times. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, okay. I three. <laughs> three yeah. Okay. 
So you've ran 26.2 miles three times on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm anyway. not up for it at all. I hate running by all facets of it. I will avoid anything over a hundred yard spurt. That's about it. I got about a hundred yard spurt in me. After that, um, um, I tried it though. I did try to run. It just, yeah. I, I hear everything. Yeah. I heard my knee say, why? I heard my hip go, what are we doing? My lower back say, bruh, stop it. Okay. Like, and I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me stop. So you, you really enjoy running. Um, you did the marathons professionally. You've, I mean, you've, you've had a, a, well, I don't know if it has been wonderful, but the way you, you tell the story, I, I seem like the things you learned were wonderful, but you also spent some time as a hairdresser and a stylist as well. That's why you always be fly when you show up. You always be fly because, you know, you've been in that arena for so long. What was that like? Yeah, you know, the um, the experience of so the, the whole career, <laughs> the whole career came to me from, you know, uh, I, I had I had poor decision making when I was younger. That was just one of the things I saw. And so my mom just jumped in and would help me make those decisions. She'd sort of support it. And, you know, and more and more, I was pointing to her like, do you think I should do this? Yeah, do this. It's like my my wisdom just went out the door. And yeah. And, you know, she but she did point me. She had some very great um, opportunities in business and she was amazing in, in that arena. And so she pointed me to um, uh I chose the hairdressing because I just couldn't choose. It was like, what, what are you going to do for a career? And it's like, I don't think I want to be a chambermaid. So, you know, I went right into like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And somebody said, oh, I'm going over here. Now, it was funny because I did have like I, I graduated with honors and and but I wanted freedom, man. That's what the running gave me, this freedom. So it's like hairdressing. How long does it take? Yeah, OK, I'll do it. <laughs> so off I jumped. And what I really learned there was you know, I was a creative, you know, I had a creative sense in me that I didn't know I had. And then I also had this business, you know, girl going on. So when you put the two together, it was like, I could fulfill the business end. Um, and then I could fulfill the creative end. So it was really beautiful. And what happened was, um, you know, I really uh, pulled out my socks. I, I, you know, I got, I got licensed, I got a chair. And I wanted to travel with it. So I took off and went to uh, London and took some really, you know, um, back in the day, it was um, Vidal Sassoon and Martin Parsons and all these great oh. people. So I trained with them and and I wanted to, to really see what was available. So I did that for a while. And then it, it came like there was something that said, no, there's something else. And my mom said, well, there's this little school out here. Why don't you buy that? And I was like, Okay, my mom always knows what I'm doing. So off I went to buy this school and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a teacher, <laughs> you know? And that started in, uh, well, I don't know, I think it was 90, 90. And, um, and I really liked it. And so I taught and trained uh, and then I expanded. I had one little school in one area of town and then I opened up a second one in another area of town. But what I have to tell you, what I really learned about that was listening. You know, the skill of listening really came to me in that um, I realized I didn't have two ears. 
I had a lot of mouth and I could totally tell you what to do, but listen, I don't know. And the results seemed to work. So I, I just kept on doing what I was doing. <laughs> Right? That is hilarious. She said, I, 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 my ears weren't. I know I had a mouth, bro. That's funny. We all know we got that. Uh, so now you're starting to talk like wisdom, like you're starting to be aware of your wisdom. So is this around the time in which you came in contact with the principles or this way earlier? But you're starting to sound like, okay, she's getting wise as we're going with this. Uh -huh. Well, you have... But you get a little bit of wisdom, you know, you of get course, a little bit of, of course, but I didn't know uh, or see anything close to what 3P points me to uh, until a long way down the road. Um, okay. You know, the schools, they, they were very successful and they fulfilled and I kind of, you know, you, you, you tap into all areas of a business and you see like, okay, what else? What else? And my thing was run, cut and run that that's good. I've done that. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So it really didn't happen for me until I made the decision. Wisdom was guiding me all the way along, but I made a decision to uh, take on a trip to India and I was always looking and the, the deeper part of me, you know, the runner in me, she was out there running, seeking things, looking for things. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I did go through some struggles with an eating disorder. And in that, I sought an understanding of God there. And that came in when I was about, uh, well, it began when I was about uh, 15. And so I started to know there was something greater for myself. Yeah. And I started to know that there was... Uh, something out there that could support me and that's when it was like okay I started seeking a little bigger started to go a little deeper started to do some better reading but it wasn't until I got on a bus in India and I met um, a woman who was a coach and she gave me a coaching session because I had just broken up with a partner at the time and she said you know what you, you got this girl let me let's do a session and then it that took a year to really sink in. And then I decided, no, this this that was really profound for me, looking and visioning and seeing new stuff. And you know, I was learning all about like my lower brain, you know, this one that acts, fight, flight, go for like I knew that that she was working all full time for me. That was ginger all full out. But <laughs> the, the 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 higher visioning. The, you know, the the way that um, our greater mind supports us. I, I didn't see that until I decided to venture into coaching, you know, in, in around 2015. And it was then that I was like, I got another brain. There's something yeah. else going on. Oh, oh okay. There, there's a soul. Like, you yeah. know, right. I, I start I, waking up to it all. Yeah. 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 I love that. That is so funny. So. Would you say that eating disorder at that time was probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to go through? By far, you know, I'm going to say it was even deeper than that because, you know, when you really consider an eating disorder, eating is a primal need. Yeah. And when you, when you, when you're in the experience of uh, that depth of uh, misunderstanding, that depth of, um, uh, removing from yourself what is primal, what is natural. Um, I saw myself really in the challenge of, um, you know, I, I, I was rejecting self. It was literally uh, Kelly left Ginger and they were two separate beings. And I was standing over here watching her 
for a long, long time. And the challenge was uh, it took a long while to reunite. You know, that depth of like this, this habit that I got, this habit that I found, you know, was working on the lower level brain over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. And each time I did it, I got stickier and stickier to it. Right. And so it was, it was definitely the, um, the habit that got me into a deeper depth of challenge, but it was reuniting myself, seeing that. I didn't have to reject myself so deeply. You know, that was that place where, you know, you go to doctors, you go to everywhere to, to look for some support and help and, and methods weren't working because this wasn't a method job. You know, now I know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the recovery of, of seeing the gap of you got to bring you know, the outside girl who's pointing at the inside girl going, you got it all wrong there. You're too fat. You're too this. You're too that. You know, seeing the integration, the, 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 like letting go of the rejection of Kelly. And so there was some work coming together, you know, cause I had to start taking, like, it was like, it's like jumping in your body and going, okay, I, you know, I, I don't see Kelly here. I don't see her here, but let's just sit here a while. You know, because when I really found the spiritual awakening, that that was that was when the integration started to begin. And, you know, I'm saying this stuff to you for the first time because I realized I was outside myself. I saw that because I was literally like the girl, you know, you know, when the girls go down the hallway and goes, look at those fat ankles or whatever. You know, yeah, I was yeah. that girl to myself, to myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was letting go of the rejection. You know, letting go of, of of the ideas and thoughts that this little Kelly, this little ginger, this fiery girl kept telling me I wasn't enough. And, and coming in and saying, wait a minute here. You're so beautiful. You are so, you only you, you got the only you going on on this planet. Yeah. And what, what does that look like? You know, and, and the thing was that when you're in a place of rejection uh, of primal needs, you're doing it all over the place. You're not just doing it to yourself. So, you know, rejection, rejecting love outside myself, rejecting opportunities because this wasn't good enough, you know, rejecting that place where, um, you know, beautiful opportunities of seeing buying a new chair <laughs> to support Kelly, <laughs> you yeah. know, like we were talking about, you know, just, just those sorts of things. You know, that oh. was the piece. That was the piece where I just started to, to see that it was deep, way deeper than I, I knew at the time. I love that. Cause that's, I've, I've experienced that. I, I, I use different words to, to articulate it, but I've definitely experienced it because it was something to, like you say, you, you feel split for so long of yeah. thinking, you know, even, I mean, there was at one point I was even questioning, like, am I just a very good functioning bipolar person? Like, am I just like, cause I have these switches and I'm 180 from each other in, in respects to how I would love myself or govern myself. And the principles for me, um, put into alignment, my spiritual mind and my personal mind. 
And it was like my personal mind only operated out of the light that was overshadowing it from the universal mind. Like if I didn't start from that place, oh, I'd be all over the place. If I started from the dark personal mind, so to speak, yeah. oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're not this. Like every every yeah. place from that is just ridiculous. But when I began to line this thing up, it was like the light from the universal mind would be so bright that when I would say you're not good enough, it just looked different. Yeah. yeah. Same thought still comes up. Like same thought still comes up as if I'm not in it, but but it just looks different. It doesn't look as scary. It's like, whatever. And you keep going. But when I don't have that overshadowing of universal mind, when I'm not aligned with that, when it's not, you know, on a flow, it's kind of like, it really does look like I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough here or or there. And that gets scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's um, so I love the way the way you talk about that. Would you say, would you say you have a good grasp now of how to show up as Kelly? Like today, yeah. right now. Yeah, the 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 integration, you know, I was stubborn. <laughs> aren't we all aren't we all right i'm all that love and i'm all that stubborn all in one you know so i was gonna you know i was i was got the boxing gloves out i was ready to fight this you know yet there was something that kept coming yeah from from understanding that there was such a beautiful loving experience when i let go and you know it was just recently that uh the 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 wonderful and blessed Chip Chipman uh, shared with us recently this concept and, and he shared it differently this time. And, and, and this is where I see my eyes and my ears are always opening to a new message, right? So now, you know, that was, that was uh, 2015. So zap up to now. The, 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 the amount of seeing, like, I, you know, literally it was, it was the falling away day by day, right? But Chip said, for a long time, and this was me too, I was doing a double dip, <laughs> right? Aware of both seeings. I'm aware of that stronghold, stubborn, old pattern way down here, you know, in that lower level of mood and seeing how it pancakes me even lower, right? And yet I still cannot deny cannot forsake, cannot miss this beautiful message that just shows up and says, right over here, right over here. And I I just found myself turning more and more to the feeling of it. And I think the awareness was, you know, like if I cross a bridge, if you will, you know, the proverbial crossing over, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say that I don't even know when I'm ever getting to the end, you know, but I certainly know there's no need to go back. And that was the change, you know, and seeing, seeing my thinking for what it was like, I mean, that is an ever evolving experience, but God, I love what you just said. Yeah. It's just, I got it. Grab it again. Okay. Yeah. On a bridge. The experience of being on a bridge is much different when going back is an option. Yeah. But if going back is not an option, I don't even know if I'm on a bridge anymore. 
Yeah. Like, you know, because it's the bridge yeah. is a gateway between two places. So it's, it's connects two things. Well, going backwards ain't even an option. Yeah. There's no going back. Oh, my God. When you said that, I'm like, wait, that is that is something that I've never paid attention to. That going back isn't an option. Yeah. Going back to living from external cues, going back to judging myself, going back, not saying it won't happen, but I mean, the consistency of it being my way of life. Yeah. No, nah, that ain't, that ain't up for us. No more. I ain't going back. I thank you. I love that. That was, that, wow. Thank Wow. Go ahead. You were about to say something, but that just really, really caught me. No, I think that's that, that. That's the thing. That that's the beauty of of what you do and what what we're doing here today is that the conversations. Just by having the conversation, we get to share out, listen, take a little bit in, float in it. You know, uh, th- th- this is this is the reason you know we're, you and I are here is because we see this beautiful energy and we're both learning about it and and. And this is the least amount of information we we're going to ever learn. You know, like the, the whole school yes. is still awaiting. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, now you have a little bit more to do here today than I did. <laughs> <Just, laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess as you thought we were just here, I guess I better start throwing out all the stuff I need from you right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I need three things from you. All right. First, let everybody know where they can find you. And if there's any any programs or anything they could connect to, you know, partner with. Um, two, only because it came up, I really would like you to say something to a person who's experiencing an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And then three, it's your stage at that point. Just talk to the community. Um, now, if you so see fit to uh, to make that message of talking to the eating disorder, your message perfectly fine with me. But but it was something to um, hearing that story that there may be something that a listener could hear in that that would would help them. And then whatever it is you wanted to say to community. Mm-hmm. Well, connecting with me is really simple because um, I believe it's in that spiritual energy that brings us together. So whether you um, are just hearing it for the first time right here, there's a place where now you can't not see this, this conversation, my name, Rob, the experience. So the connection with me, um, I'll go with last, okay? Yeah. The, the, I think the experience for everybody is less in the misunderstanding of our disorders or diseases or discontentment and more in the vibe of um, looking past what that problem is to seeing something else. So being open enough to, for me, uh, to realize that, okay, this is really not feeling great. And when do I feel great? Let's take a look at those moments. What am I doing? How am I doing it? And, and no matter what that is, let's look there. 
because for the longest time that label kept me down bulimic eating disorder and and i i wasn't seeing past anything but that so that place where if you've ever just had a glimmer of a moment that didn't have any of that in it that's where we're all pointing in this direction that's where you are that's where your whole self is and so yeah if you're wanting to point in a direction that is your vigor your joy your light your understanding you know it it uh, it's available to you at any time in this moment if you just slow down a little and let go of the running or the running into or the banging or the falling on the floor or whatever <laughs> we're doing and uh yeah and i'm here for that conversation if anybody needs it i'm here for that conversation and how you can find you know more of that and more of this understanding more of you know just laying down those thoughts that aren't feeling don't have that good vibe just you know they just don't have a great vibe laying them down to see something new that's a courageous first step and that's a one degree shift in my world. My conversation's called one degree more to see. So it's a one degree shift. You know, if you're on a sailboat, you got your teammates in the back and you're all charting a course, if you're at the helm and you shift that direction, even the slightest, you're going off to new lands. And so I'm just gonna invite you to consider what that would look like, you know? Set your sails, set your sails, hold the helm, and, and, and it's just one degree, not 300, just one degree. And so that's my next course coming up. And where you can find me is at kindmindacademy.ca. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.